I am the voice of Knight Industry 2000's microprocessor. K-I-T-T for easy reference. A kit if you prefer. Bueller. Bueller. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't, you know. He doesn't stand for baloney. And what they're gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Nobody puts baby in the corner. Only Atari makes the world's most popular home video game. Hey, where's the beef? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Oh, gnarly! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Living in the 80s podcast. This is episode two. Yes, we've made it to two episodes. I'm your host, Rob, and I want to thank all of you for joining today. Uh, One of the things we wanted to go over with here is... uh, like I said, this is only our second um, episode, and uh, we have a Facebook page and uh, Twitter and all that other stuff. But the Facebook page um, has grown to 690 members in just over a week. That's almost 100 new people every day. And uh, we did an informal uh, information gathering poll this week and wanted to find out you know where everyone was from so we have people from 13 states and two foreign countries canada kind of doesn't really feel foreign it feels like north north america but uh we've got someone from england who's originally from scotland so you know, we are international now so hey awesome you guys so uh today's episode we're going to talk today about uh, top five soundtracks from 80s movies. So before we get into it, uh, we uh, have some other things we want to introduce to the podcast. But first, here's a message from our sponsor. Hi. I believe in members-only jackets because they bring out the real me. The me that's always on the move goes for all those go-anywhere stuff. The me that loves color really loves that new fall look. But this me... Isn't really him. So don't be fooled by lookalikes. It's only members only if it says so right here. I really believe in members only jackets. So do I. So, so should you. So like I mentioned, we have a couple new elements going into the podcast starting this episode. Um, the first of which we want to talk about uh, this week in 80s history. So what we're going to do is each week we're going to pick a different year and talk about some of the key pop culture uh, events from back then. So uh, we're going to start off with this year, with the year 1980. Uh, Join us as we go back in time. So we're, this week we're going to go back to the year 1980 and look at some of the uh, top things going on then. 
uh, the number three TV show in 1980, uh, in February 1980, uh, was 60 Minutes. Um, number two, probably my favorite show of the 80s, was Dukes of Hazard, And the number one show um, this week in 1980 was Dallas. Uh, movies. The top movies at uh, the box office at the theaters this week in 1980. Number three was... The Last Married Couple in America. I had not even heard of this movie before, but apparently it was good enough for number three. Uh, the number two movie uh, this week in 1980 was Hero at Large. I don't know anything about this movie either. <laughs> and the number one movie this week in 1980 was American Gigolo, starring Richard Gere as a male prostitute. Not quite the man Fred Garvin was, but... Richard Gere was the American Gigolo. And now on to the music charts. Uh, the number three song this week in 1980 was Yes, I'm Ready by Terry Desario and KC. Oh, baby, I don't even know how to hold your hand Just to make you understand Number two song this week in 1980 was a very, very favorite tune of my cousin Steve Markham. This is Do That To Me One More Time by Captain and Tennille. And the number one song, February 22nd, 1980, is a song we all probably loved back then. It still sounds great today. It's Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen. Another new feature starting this week as we are going to take a look at some of our 80s icons and what they are up to today. So um, this next segment, we're simply going to call in the news. In the news. So this week we are going to spotlight some of our favorite uh, 80s rockers. Uh, first one, sort of uh, bad news. Uh, Huey Lewis announced in 2018 he is suffering from what is called Meniere's disease, and it uh, involves him losing his hearing. So he's yeah slowly losing his hearing, 
And uh, he went through deep depression, was suicidal for a while, but he's kind of starting to come to grips with it. Uh, he will no longer be touring, but last week um, they released uh, a new album called Weather. They were able to do this before his hearing got too bad. So Huey Lewis and the News, one last album. Uh, I was listening to it yesterday. It is pretty good. It sounds like old Huey Lewis. Um, the vocals are crisp. The... the um, the band sounds really good together. Uh, I've always loved Huey Lewis in the news. Uh, just kind of one of those, um, just one of those kind of sit back, relax, and just kind of good times, enjoy the music. So um, I'm glad that uh, they were at least able to get one more album out, and uh, hopefully uh, they can find a cure for for this, and Huey recovers soon. So hopefully uh that happens so uh we wish him a speedy recovery so get well soon huey next um all the girls out there might be happy to hear this um bon jovi is releasing a new album entitled limitless on may 15th um i've always kind of considered bon jovi a chick band um good music i guess i mean i like some of their songs but i think their demographic is mostly women so uh, check out that album, Bon Jovi, Limitless, on May 15th. You can hear the title track, Limitless, now. Uh, it's on iTunes and probably Spotify and some of those others. So go check that out. Next, uh, Joe Satriani just released a new single called 1980. Um, it is an instrumental, and it just sounds like it was pulled right out of a 1980s vault and is ready for an 80s movie soundtrack. Uh, if you guys don't know who Joe Satriani is, uh, he is uh, one of the, the the greatest guitar players uh, in in my lifetime. I you know definitely put him in top ten, top twenty. Uh, but he's very good. Uh, his most of his his work has been instrumental. Uh, he has had some side projects, and I know most recently he did an album. Uh, actually, did two albums with um, Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony. Uh, both of uh, Van Halen and then um, uh, Chad Smith from Red Hot Chili Peppers. That band was called Chicken Foot. A uh, couple good albums out there uh, that they put out, so go check those out. But make sure you check out 1980 by Joe Satriani. And lastly, um, for the first time in several years, Anne and Nancy Wilson are going to be getting together and touring. Uh, Hart is going to kick off their summer tour in April. So look for them to come to a venue near you. Heart, always a solid band. Um, They are women, but they happen to have great music that appeals to guys too. So uh, looking forward to seeing what they come up with. And uh, there you go. That's the news for today. Today's top five list is going to be top movie soundtracks of the 80s. 
Um, before we go through that list, let's take a look at some of the soundtracks that didn't quite make the cut that were great soundtracks. Um, maybe next time we do this topic, uh, we'll have another revote. But Fast Times at Ridgemont High did not make it. Lost Boys didn't make it. Vision Quest, Say Anything, and Heavy Metal. Those are all great soundtracks. They did not make it. A um, couple surprises, too. Like There were no um, votes for Fame or Flashdance. Those were two of the top-selling albums, uh, soundtrack albums of the 1980s. Um, maybe because they didn't age well. People just really don't gravitate towards them these days, so they don't think about them. But uh, those are two soundtracks that did not get mentioned. Um, now, on with our list. Number five. She was a fast machine. She cut the water clean. She was a fast damn woman that I've ever seen. She had a sightless eyes, telling me no lies, knocking me out for those American thighs, taking more than a share, had me fighting for air. She told me to come, but I was already there. Cause the world starts shaking. The earth was quick. Number five is Maximum Overdrive. Uh, this was released in 1986 and it sold five million copies. Um, it's a surprise entry for me with some of the other blockbuster movies that is going to round out the rest of this list. But uh, in our group anyway, there is enough, uh, enough votes that came along that uh, put this into number five. The movie, the soundtrack is basically an ACDC album. Uh, the movie was directed by Stephen King, uh, who is primarily an author uh, whose books get made into movies, such as Stand By Me, It, Pet Cemetery, uh, The Shining, uh, The Dead Zone, many others. And uh, this is his only foray into directing. So ACDC is his favorite band. Uh, he called them. What are you going to do? You're a band. Stephen King calls you. Yeah, we'll do the soundtrack. So ends up being a really great soundtrack, especially if you're a fan of ACDC. So uh, if you get a chance, jump on that one. Give it a listen. Number four. The number four movie soundtrack of the 1980s, as voted by you, uh, released in 1986, it's Top Gun. Uh, this album sold 9 million copies and is the number nine selling soundtrack of all time. Top Gun is one of those iconic 80s movies that when you think of 80s movies, you think of Top Gun pretty quickly. Uh, we knew all the songs, Take My Breath Away by Berlin, Great Balls of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis, and if you've seen the movie, how can you forget the scene in the bar where Goose and Maverick are serenading Charlie in the bar to the Righteous Brothers 
you've lost that loving feeling. The one song we all remember and will always associate with this movie uh, is Danger Zone uh, by the king of movie soundtracks himself, Kenny Loggins. When this song starts, I feel like going out, shooting down some MIGs, riding my motorcycle down a runway, playing some beach volleyball. This is a great song, and when you hear it on the radio or anywhere else, you're automatically flashing to uh, the Top Gun movie. Uh, Fun fact, Danger Zone was originally going to be recorded by Toto, but there were some disagreements between the legal team and the film's producers, prohibiting that from happening. It was also turned down by Corey Hart and REO Speedwagon. Well, guess what, kids? Here at the 80s, we've got you covered. We were actually able to obtain a never-before-heard demo of REO Speedwagon singing Danger Zone. Now, you will not find this version on any other media outlet anywhere. So, let's take a listen. You see, this is our dedication to you, giving you exclusive content and the kind of entertainment that sets this podcast apart from all the others. A couple other notes about Top Gun. It was the number one on the album charts for five weeks in late summer, early fall of 1986. It also won an Oscar and Golden Globe for Take My Breath Away as a best original song for a motion picture. So go out, pop your Top Gun cassette in, and satisfy your need for speed. Number three. Number three, Dirty Dancing. Released in 1987, this is the number five selling soundtrack of all time, selling 11 million copies in the U.S. and 32 million copies worldwide. In case you haven't seen it, this is the story of Baby and Johnny, played by Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze, who experience forbidden love while dance instructor Johnny woos young Baby while her family is vacationing at the Catskills Resort in southeastern New York in the summer of 1963. The soundtrack itself is a mixture of pre-Beatles early rock and roll songs as well as original numbers by Joe Cocker, Jennifer Warnes, um, Eric Carmen, and even Patrick Swayze himself sings She Just Broke Wind. I mean, she's like the wind. I personally have a hard time picturing Dalton from Roadhouse singing She's Like the Wind. What I would like to see is someone to create a music video of Roadhouse action scenes along with She's Like the Wind uh, song playing. (laughs) If any of you have a lot of time in your hands, this is the job for you. Post it on our YouTube site so we can all enjoy it 
and what could be the most epic music video of all time. So back to our soundtrack. Uh, when this movie came out, every song on it was on the radio and MTV as people couldn't get enough of it. It was good enough for our group earning the number three spot. Number two. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. Let the elevator break us down. The number two movie soundtrack on today's countdown is Purple Rain, released on June 25th, 1984. This is about three weeks after I graduated from high school. This album was my soundtrack in the summer of 1984. Uh, number three selling movie soundtrack of all time. Get this. This album sold 13 million copies in the U.S. and 25 million copies worldwide. That's just phenomenal. The movie revolves around Prince, who is, in this movie, never referred to as Prince, but only as the kid. Um, everyone knew he was super talented, talented, but he refused to bow to the pressure of creating commercially successful music just to make money. He has a new love interest and a bitter, bitter rival, ah, easy for me to say, in Morris Day, along with feuding parents and a nightclub owner who only lets him keep performing because he realizes his talent and possibly because he may owe a debt to his father. Uh, the soundtrack has the distinction of having the number one album, the number one single with When Doves Cry, and number one movie all at the same time. Only Elvis Presley and the Beatles accomplished the same feat and it hasn't been done since. Every song on this album is amazing, although I am not a fan of Darling Nikki. Uh, as it was raunchy enough to be put on Tipper Gore's dirty dozen songs that she presented to Congress to get his music as well as many others banned. As we all know, the uh, music wasn't banned, but the explicit warning label came. Uh, this album is one of the um, reasons why that label was prompted. Um, so speaking of Darling Nikki, many of you probably know this, uh, may many of you don't, uh, but there is a completely different message when playing it backwards. Now, this is really Darling Nikki being played backwards. This is not Rob playing around with his computer and making up songs. This is really Darling Nikki played backwards. Hello, how are you? This is typical Prince. Throughout his career, you never really knew what you were going to get with him. 
Um, very talented guy for sure. Uh, a couple more notes. Prince was everywhere in 1984. This album was the superstar at his absolute prime. Everything he did prior to Purple Rain set the stage for what he would become. Everything after Purple Rain <laughs> never quite lived up to this epic album. Prince never lost his creative edge, but this was the moment it was at its absolute peak. My one disappointment uh, with the soundtrack uh, is that songs by Apollonia 6 and The Time were not included on the on the album itself. If you wanted those songs, you had to buy them separately. I'm still waiting for someone to release an expanded edition with all the music from the movie on it. Um, recently, Morse Day was interviewed uh, about why the time music wasn't um, on the album. And he says, you know what? I always wondered, but never really knew why. And I guess we'll never know. Number one. album as voted by you is Footloose. Released in 1984, Footloose is the number eight selling soundtrack of all time, selling nine million copies in the U.S. and 10 million copies worldwide. Footloose was voted our number three album on last week's podcast of top teen movies of the 80s. Uh, We know the premise, big city kid moves to a small town where dancing is outlawed, falls in love with a preacher's daughter, and fights for the right to hold a prom, setting up a great fight scene, including gymnastics, and, spoiler alert, an epic prom scene. Uh, The soundtrack ruled the airwaves in the summer of 1984, along with Purple Rain. You couldn't turn on the radio and not hear songs from one of these albums. The Footloose soundtrack had nine songs on it, and seven were top 40 hits, with three hits in the top ten, and two, Let's Hear It For The Boy, and Footloose, by the king of all movie soundtracks, Kenny Loggins, uh, those two hit number one. Uh, An expanded edition uh, that includes songs by John Mellencamp, Forner, and Quiet Riot were released on a 15th anniversary album in 1998. I know it was actually 14 years later, but who am I? Uh, Almost Paradise also had the honorable distinction of being the Grove City High School prom theme in 1984. Uh, My favorite song on there, as we talked about last week, was The Girl Gets Around by Sammy Hagar. Uh, The one problem I have with this movie is the scene when Wren is teaching Willard how to dance. You've got this big country boy and this street-smart city kid dancing to Let's Hear It for the Boy. Anybody else find that bizarre? I do. Like I mentioned last week, this is my favorite movie soundtrack of the 80s as... Every song just feels like the 80s. You hear the song, you relate it to the movie, and back and forth. Um, One of the things we talked about last week was the way this movie soundtrack was made was pretty groundbreaking, where the artist actually watched the movie and then wrote songs to fit the movie versus the other way around. So, uh, again, very groundbreaking, great soundtrack. 
holds up great today. So go play this album as soon as you're done with this podcast, and your mullet will suddenly grow back. You'll remember how to dance and do gymnastics again. Plus, you'll want to go punch a preacher. Uh, so your homework this week is to listen to the soundtracks here, but also go find the soundtracks for Valley Girl, Vision Quest, Iron Eagle, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, some of the best 80s music you haven't heard. Well, kids, that is all the time we've got for this week. Thanks for checking us out on Living in the 80s. Be sure to tell a friend, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and coming soon, our very own webpage. We'll see you next time on Living in the 80s. Still here? It's over. Go home. Go.